In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. When Jesus saw Nathanael coming, he said of him, There is an Israelite who deserves the name, incapable of deceit. How do you know me? said Nathanael. Before Philip came to call you, said Jesus, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered, Rabbi, you are the Son of God, you are the King of Israel. Jesus replied, You believe that just because I said I saw you under the fig tree, you will see greater things than that. And then he added, I tell you most solemnly, you will see heaven laid open, and above the Son of Man, the angels of God ascending and descending. The Gospel of the Lord Today the Church's liturgy celebrates the feast of the archangels, Michael, Gabriel and Raphael. Why these three? Though angels are mentioned over a hundred times in Scripture, only these three have been named. From the 6th century to 1970, September 29th was originally observed as Michaelmas Day and honoured only Saint Michael. Saint Gabriel was observed on March 24th and Saint Raphael on October 24th. Since the revision of the liturgical calendar in 1970, September 29th has been celebrated as the feast of all three archangels. I would now have to share my patronal fees with others named Gabriel and Raphael. Well, some would say the more the merrier. But since today is my patronal feast day and this feast was originally dedicated solely to St. Michael, I would like to stake a claim to personal privilege and tell a story. Well, in fact, two stories to be exact. Some of you may have heard this anecdotal story of how I got my name. Michael. Michael, the archangel of God, means who is like God. Perhaps my parents never really understood the magnitude of his meaning, and so Michael seemed like a reasonably good name to give to their younger son. Well, back to the anecdotal story. My dad's name is Joseph and mum's Mary. So when they had me, they just couldn't call me Jesus. So the next best thing came to mind. Michael, who is like God. Ta-da! But the story of how St. Michael got his name that comes from Jewish tradition is far more exciting. Once upon a time, although this really happened outside of time, war broke out in heaven. Of all the angels that God made, one was the smartest, the most beautiful, and the greatest angel. Let me give you a clue. It wasn't Michael. This magnificent angel, second to none except God, was trusted with carrying the first thing that God had made when he made the universe, light. God entrusted his first precious creation to the greatest angel he had created. So the angel was called the carrier of light, or the shining one, or in Latin, Lucifer. Lucifer loved himself above all else. He knew that he was the most intelligent, 
the most beautiful and the greatest angel ever created, but it made him mad that God was in charge. Lucifer felt that he could do a better job. He wanted to be in charge. He wanted to exalt himself to be like God. So he convinced one third of the other angels to join him in a war. God could have stopped Lucifer immediately since he is God, but God deliberately chose to remain silent, and his silence provided an opportunity to another, a lesser angel, to defend his dignity. This seemingly insignificant angel stepped forward and put forward the rhetorical question that could only be answered in a negative. Michal El in Hebrew is a question, not a statement of fact. Who is like God? Or, to paraphrase, who can be like God? And the answer, of course, is nobody. Nobody can be like God. Michael and his angels fought against Lucifer and his angels. Michael won because no being could ever defeat God and come close to rivaling him. The sacred scriptures presents two mandates to St. Michael the Archangel. He defends the cause of the only God against the presumption of the dragon. In every epoch, the devil's great temptation is to make man believe that God ought to disappear so that man can become great, man can become God. But this is a lie. The truth is that when man goes away from God, he does not become great, but on the contrary, he is deprived of his dignity and becomes insignificant. On the other hand, fate in God defends man, making him free, thus revealing his true greatness. St. Michael's other great assignment is to be the protector of God's people. Medieval Christians were very well aware of St. Michael's protective role and constructed beautiful churches in his name. For example, the three abbeys dedicated to St. Michael, San Michel in Mons, San Angelo Gargano, Sacri di San Michel in Torino, also in Italy, and Mont San Michel in France, testify to the ecclesial confidence in Michael's protection for the whole Europe and beyond. Today more than ever, his powerful defense is necessary for us. The church is once again racked with divisions and factions, cardinals speaking against each other, and many of the faithful confused. Rumors seem to point to a tumultuous synod in Rome in the coming month. Perhaps it's time to call upon St. Michael once again. Pope Leo XIII did in 1886. Despite appearances, the true nature of our battle is spiritual. Our enemy is spiritual, Satan and his angels. Therefore, our weapons must also be spiritual. Prayer is the foundation of the Christian life. Without this foundation, any endeavor we try to carry out is doomed to failure. Let us take up the weapons of prayer and fasting. Let us participate in this great struggle, knowing that we are not alone, but accompanied by a great army of saints and angels, St. Michael, St. Gabriel, and St. Raphael. Protect us and defend us in battle. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Amen.